Welcome to The Thinking Tree, a podcast to help believers renew their minds and reform their hearts. I'm Adam Sanchez. And I'm Jeff No. And today we are discussing preparing for the end, living in light of eternity. Did you like the little pause there? You know, I saw you look up at me like, does he know what he's going to say? Very dramatic. Yeah, I, you know, I just want to see, draw, <laughs> you know, draw the listener in for a second. Okay, <laughs> friends, today we are talking about preparing for the end. And I said, living in light of eternity. Here's the question that we want to unpack today and discuss. Why and how should Christians prepare to die well? Everyone dies. So why and how should Christians prepare to do that? Now, are you asking me because I just turned 60? Well, you know, I wasn't going to make any comments about age (laughs) or the fact that life expectancy of the ancient Near East was far younger than where you are today. It's true. It is true. Yeah, exactly. And we we were actually chatting about this earlier about how we're a young church. We are. And so we don't see death yep. in our in our body. Um I mean what you know the statistics we probably I think we've talked about it before. 16 years in our church and I've done zero funerals for anybody in our body. Mm-hmm. I've done about 30 weddings. <laughs> and a lot of child dedications. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've done funerals for 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 p- folks around me in my life, but, yeah. but not we, we've not had to do a funeral for somebody in our yeah. body. So yeah, so this is out of sight, out of mind. It uh, really is. For our church family. But there are many church families that are the opposite of us where mm-hmm. it's an a, very much an aging population and they have more funerals than weddings. Yeah. And, and you know, even though we may not have uh, done our own services for members, We've all had loved ones, yeah, uh, you know, who mm-hmm. have passed away, and mm-hmm. uh, so death is not far from us, right? But it's not front and central to the life of the church. I yeah. think we could say that, yeah, is, is not part of the regular rhythm. You know, I, I mentioned this; um, it's not something we're going through every month, and and you know, walking through a, a liturgy for right. a funeral, and you know, walking people through that that Ecclesiastes seven mindset. Right, you know, the right. house of mourning is better than yeah. the house of laughter. Yeah because we consider our days. Um, so with that in mind, that's kind of the impetus for this episode in particular. And there was a book that kind of even plays into this concept, at least at least the discussion yeah. a little bit, came out in the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years uh, called Don't Waste Your Life. Yep. Uh, so John Piper wrote that. And uh, I know it's been used in, in many capacities since then, like Don't Waste Your Retirement. And you know we joke about that with Dave Hubs, our el- another one of our elders. Yeah. Uh, since he's recently retired. Uh, but, uh, you know, there are a lot of good thoughts that yeah. are in there. I know you have some concerns as well. So let me mm-hmm. just say this about a general generality, and maybe if you want to make your comments in about the book, yeah. uh, that'll help continue our discussion. But in the generality, the impetus of that of that book and of, of that theme across mm-hmm. multiple books, not wasting your life, not wasting yeah. your retirement, is to have a bigger view of your life than just the things you want to do yeah. and really look for giving God glory. And that's kind yeah. of one of the main themes yeah. of Piper's ministry is give God glory. Right. He focuses on that. Right. Uh, and so that's kind of the emphasis and just thinking about that book, uh, you know, kind of even posits the question. But I mean, the, the core idea is a great concept. Mm-hmm. You know, why should Christians prepare to die? Well, it's, it's actually pretty simple because life on earth is a vapor. Yeah. The Bible says it is yep. very short. I know it sometimes feels long, but my goodness, compared to eternity, yeah. right? It is so short compared to the next phase of life, which is eternity. Mm-hmm. I mean, so why wouldn't we be spending more time now preparing for this vast, you know, future that we yeah. have? Yeah. It, it, and the only way I can try to 
think about this is if we think in earthly terms, you, I say, Adam, there's a, you have a, an exam two days from now that is gonna determine the rest of the course of your life. And you're like, great, I'm gonna spend the next 48 hours just having fun. I'm not gonna pay attention, I'm not gonna study. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm just, I've got 48 hours here to just have a blast, so why would I worry about that? Yeah. And, and I would look at you and go, are you insane? Why, why would you just waste mm-hmm. this time when you know this test is coming up and that's so much longer mm-hmm. of a time, the impact, anyway. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's, it's so obvious, but it needs to be said. That's why we mm-hmm. need to be thinking more about eternity. Uh, in Matthew 6, Jesus calls this storing up treasure in heaven. Yes. It's the wise play. So just from a pure wisdom standpoint, it would be wise for anybody to be thinking long-term. Amen. Eternal, right? How do you do that? Well, priorities. Mm-hmm. Uh, priorities. This is one of the key. I mean, if you really want to live a, a life of wisdom, Proverbs, mm-hmm. how do you spend your time? Yeah. What do you invest in? What opportunities are passing you by because of laziness, because of disinterest, because of lack of passion? Selfishness. Selfish. Yeah, exactly. Um, so foolishness, right? The path of the righteous, the path of the, mm-hmm. of the fool. Um Priorities means everything. So yeah, so I love the concept of don't waste your life. I think that's wonderful. You mentioned I have a caution with that and I do. Um, and again, Ephesians 5 comes to mind, make, make the most of every opportunity because we know the times are wicked, mm-hmm. right? So you've been given time, use it well. I love that idea. The problem that sometimes people get overwhelmed by a book like that because they're like, yeah, I'm not a world changer. Mm. You know, when Piper wrote that book, he didn't have me in mind because I'm just a simple guy that you know works at the factory and you know, I punch the clock and I come home and I'm not changing the world. I didn't start a church. I'm not a missionary in the third world. <laughs> exactly. I'm not in ministry, right? And, yeah. and so all that. No, don't waste your life is for everybody. And so thinking that little things don't matter or, or thinking that just living a simple faithful life doesn't make a difference. It does. Mm-hmm. It absolutely does. Faithful worship, faithful service, yeah. uh, faithful love of others. Um, I'm so I'm so convinced that when the when there's the the long line you know to check in on the, the door of heaven mm-hmm. I don't know if that's real sure by the way Saint Peter right yeah yeah you've, we've seen uh, all those yeah, little I know. yeah but in the in well, the fr- maybe that we'll take that one on for a discussion that would be that'd be fantastic <laughs> the front of the line is not any big name that you know mm. the front of the line is somebody that 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 ministered not even in full time ministry but sure. but ministered to people just in obs- a faithful brother yeah, or sister in obscurity yeah. Uh, but loved the Lord and and used every ounce of his giftedness and skill for God's glory mm-hmm. and 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 was humble, asked nothing in return, just served the Lord. That's the guy at the front of the line. Yeah. I'm way back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, so good. so just when we talk about wasting your life, just don't get this big thing in your head to like, oh no, I've got to change the world. No. Start with the little things. So if you're married, start in your marriage. If you're a dad, start with your kids. Start in your home. Mm-hmm. Start in your life in the body of Christ. How am I serving others? All those little things add up. And then, you know, if you're if you're blessed and you live 80 years, you've got you've got this huge resume of little faithful things mm-hmm. that have accumulated into this amazing, you know, crown that we then hand back to Christ. Mm. That's good. Well, let me just do a little cherry on top of what, what you just finished I just hit there. you with like 16 things. I know there's a lot so. there. So the most recent one was the caution. And I think it's a good caution of not, not thinking that we need to live so extraordinarily outside of what God has provided that unless we live this extraordinary life, unless we are like Paul and, you know, travel by foot and by boat, 
uh, across unknown, you know, regions or right. planting churches or starting a, you know, an NGO or nonprofit that's doing Christian ministry, unless we do these really, really incredible things that we somehow wasted everything. Yeah. It's a good caution because uh, overarchingly throughout the New Testament, we're called into these norms. Mm. It's even as you go in Matthew 28, it's not, you know, go somewhere really far away. It's as you go. Right. It's as you are living your life. That's the emphasis there. Right. Um, in the Greek, if we're going to do really nerdy language study. So it's as we go, it's as we're living our life, it's these normal, quiet lives in communities, in towns, in cities, all over the world as people are coming to faith yep. and living faithfully as a mother, as a father, as a husband, as a wife, as a child. It's living faithfully. And some of us may do some of those what we call cool things. Maybe, <laughs> you know, some of us might. Right. But like you mentioned, there's there's a tremendous amount of biblical and God-glorifying beauty to the simple hands and feet ministry yeah. that people do in the church. And so that's awesome. Yep. So I love that, love that encouragement. Um, even earlier you were mentioning uh, the way of wisdom and uh, this life being a vapor. And, and to that, you, you gave a great analogy of studying for the test for those 40, 48 hours uh, of just that being on the back burner and just having fun and then taking the test, bombing, you know, all that. Right. It's a great analogy. I think a lot of us can can really get behind that. What I would, what I would encourage with that is there's this biblical thought um, that you know, maybe we'll take it on soon from the pulpit. We'll see. Um, but this hmm. biblical thought of what we call the materialistic mind, hmm. where we look at all the trappings around us, and, and we can be so distracted. You know, we make jokes about something shiny, being like, "Oh, shiny!" You know, look yeah. over there, squirrel. Like, yeah, squirrel. It's over there. Uh, we are very easily distracted. That's hmm. what you're pointing out. Yeah. We are so easily distracted. Whether it's shiny things, whether it's uh, just things that we we like, we're enamored by, whether it's our hobbies, whether so many things. And it's not that all those things are inherently wicked just right. for what they are. Right. But we can be very easily distracted and kind of lulled into that lack of awareness to where maybe we didn't intend to just party those 48 hours. Right. Maybe we didn't. Maybe it started by going to Denny's and wanting to study, but maybe our friend showed up. And maybe we started talking about the latest movie and maybe that led to going and watching a movie and maybe that led to sitting around and talking about how stressed we are about the test and maybe that. Right. And so you see now we're distracted by all the trappings of this world because we are very visual uh, creatures, auditory creatures. We're trapped in these physical bodies yeah. and that's part of God's plan and design, but it means that we're, we're also very weak. When it yeah. comes to, you know, we look at, if I'm going to be, you know, really basic, go back to Genesis. Um, you know, when, when Adam and Eve are looking at the, the fruit of the, the tree that they shouldn't eat, it's, it was a delight to the eyes. Yep. Yeah. Right. And, and John warns that, you know, the pride of life is the lust of the eyes. Yeah. Um, when we think about that, there is a, there's an intrinsic caution to not be distracted by what we see mm. in this world, to not be unaware of what is to come. And I think that's right. the great encouragement of the analogy that you gave. Living that way and un being unprepared for the test is seems crazy. Right. You're like, why would you do that? Right. You're completely living unaware. You were warned there is an end. Right. You're living as if it's never going to happen. Right. But it is more sure going to happen than anything else. Right. That you can guarantee. So like, yeah. as we ask the question, why and how should we prepare to die? The first part of the why is because we're all going to die. Right. We're all going to meet our end. We're all, whether we're young or old or sick or healthy, we're all going to meet our end. Mm -hmm. A lot of us are going to die aged and in, in most illnesses is what uh, brings an end to those in older age. A lot of us are going to go that way unless the Lord 
comes again with an yeah. es- eschatological That'd be good. conversation to come uh, on that one. That's the reality. So we should think about preparing for the end. We should think about living in light of that test, mm-hmm. living in light of that day when whether it's a line or a group or a personal interaction or omnipresence or however that works right, out right. in the end um, of, of wanting to hear well done, yeah. good and faithful servant, not based on your merit, mm. but based on the merit of Christ. Amen. That's what we want to hear. But getting to there, I mean, we get distracted. Yeah. There's a lot of things here. You know, I think about things that can blind us. Mm. You know, we look around. I mentioned the materialism. Yeah. So, you know, wealth and, and health, they yeah. can blind us. Mm-hmm. When when we're young, you know, we talk about the strength and vigor of young people. Yeah. And you're in shape and you can have abs and you can have, you know, lift <laughs> weights and you get the beach body and you get the tan and, you know, you feel really good and you feel really, uh, you know, strong and, and sturdy. And then what happens when that when that ends? You know, mm. not everyone's blessed with with awesome hair. I mean, you got a great head of hair. You know, I got the bald spot that's that's growing. <laughs> like, you know, not everyone gets that. Not everyone gets the great skin. Dude, not it's going away, get- man. Come on. Man. <laughs> you know, that's the reality is that age comes and all of us are impacted in several yeah, ways. Right. I mean, for you, you, you mentioned this a while ago, you mentioned not being able to lift the same amount. They right. used to because I know right. lifting has been a big yeah. thing. You've done it for yep. decades, and you know in the last couple of years you're like, I it's just not the same. My elbows don't work they, anymore. They, right. They're not functioning the same <laughs> way. You know, jumping. We were joking with Grant yeah. a couple of weeks knees, ago. Yeah. Like, yeah, your knees and your joints that you yeah. can't jump the same way, and so that's part of what age brings, and mm-hmm. it's not all bad. That's part of the design because it does draw us back to our maker. It does say, right. hey, we're finite creatures right. as in our current form, and. You know, there is an end coming. So I think about that, you know, what being mm-hmm. wealthy, being healthy, those things can can blind us. I think that the good times too can overshadow the reality. You know, you mentioned you've done 30 weddings. Yeah. You know, those are good times. Like I, oh, I've yeah. been to many of those where right, right. There's, there's celebrations and yeah. there's joy and there's gladness and there's dancing and feasting and all these beautiful things. And so where's the room for thinking about the end? I'm not advocating that at a wedding, you, you know, you have a coffee, <laughs> but that's the reality of, you yeah. know, you think about a younger church and yeah. always going to weddings and always celebrating life and, and unity in marriage and always celebrating new children that are coming along. And it's like, where's the thinking though about the other side? about when people are older. Right. And you've talked in, in the past at Oak Hill, you've probably been the number one voice at Oak Hill to say, hey, we should think about lamenting occasionally. I, like I've said that before. Going to the house of mourning, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah, because there's value in that. And um, I'm actually thinking about doing an unshakable episode on this whole idea that, how, why are we always so excited? <laughs> In the church, <laughs> that, if you know that, would be a good one, right? Yeah. Why everybody's so excited? Why does everyone respond with exclamation points? Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I do that sometimes. Too. I know, right? But we're all we're so excited, right? Um, but you know, sometimes we need to say, "Hey, this is really hard," and 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 death is a reality, yeah, and it is coming. So, ease and comfort, and health and wealth can be a blessing yes. or a curse, yes, depending on how you handle it. Like you can, you can, you can be thankful for all those things, the good things you have, the comfort, all those mm-hmm. things. But are you leveraging it then for the kingdom, or are you resting in it and making it your idol? Right. And now you're like, ah, I don't, I don't need to really strive anymore yeah. because I've got stuff. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon you're lazy and you're you're only nominally serving because mm-hmm. you feel pretty good. Yep, that's so the danger. That is the danger. And then you again, you lose sight of, yeah, there's coming a day where there's, yeah, I'll I'll give an account. Mm-hmm. For all the opportunities that God gave me and the time, did I did I live wisely, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah. yeah. So okay, so as we're thinking about this, let's think about wh- what encouragements would we give 
uh, not just to our body. Yes, we were focused yeah. on our body, but even just to general Christians, what encouragements could we give to, to prepare to die well, to prepare for the end? Yeah. Well, you know, I, cause I'm getting up there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'm actually thinking more about it. Yeah. It's, I really it's hitting am. you more. And I think it's, I think that's okay. Uh, I don't want to get morbid about it. Right. We don't need right. to be, again, we don't need to obsess about mm-hmm. it because the Lord is going to- He knows take, the day. He knows take the me hour. Home when yeah. he wants me to go home. Uh, but but plan, for me, planning to finish well, mm. uh, looking down the road and saying, okay, all right, Lord, what do you have for me in terms of ministry? What do you, yeah. how long do you want me to keep doing this? Because I got open hands. If mm-hmm. I need to step aside, I'll step aside as I get too old or- you know, if I need to keep pressing on, I'll keep pressing no, keep on. Keep pressing on. If you need to be a Walmart <laughs> greeter too while you're at it, I <laughs> exactly. Mean, right. Do both. Yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, and then the other thing that I've, I've been focusing a lot on now is, is not looking back so much. Because when you get to be 60, you start looking back and going, you know, I could have been a better husband, mm. could have been a better dad, could have been a better pastor. Um, let those number of people down. Mm. Um, could have handled those situations better. Uh, I was just talking to somebody, I won't, I won't mention his name, where I was talking about, yeah, 16 years at Oak Hill now, there's been some really hard stories. Sure. Yeah. Um, broken relationships, mm-hmm. church discipline, things of that nature. If I spent all my time focused on the past, I wouldn't be able to wake up tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to live with that regret and shame. There's, gra- right. there's grace for that. Right. And the Lord knows. Mm-hmm. So my, my, my job and my goal is, okay, I'm this age, um, Lord, how long are you gonna let me keep doing this? And and my eyes are on the prize. Yeah. Looking forward and saying, okay. Yep. And even day by day, what are the goals I need to meet today to worship God, to serve him well, to serve and love people? Can I meet those goals today? Because tomorrow has enough worries of it its does. own. Yeah. Um, so I'm not looking too far ahead. You know, we're not one of those churches where like, we got a 20 year plan. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, you know, the Lord's the Lord's sovereign. And so let's just, let's be faithful today. Mm-hmm. That's good. You know, I think everything that that you were saying fits within Paul's encouragement in Philippians 3. The the end of Philippians 3 talks about uh, just reminding the Philippians who just, you know, for the listeners out there, they they were very prideful of their their citizenship. Mm. Uh, Being being citizens of Philippi meant they were citizens of Rome. Uh, They had a special... um, really a special designation. You know, a lot of them had come from mercenary backgrounds, mm, you know, yeah. not, not, not like modern mercenaries like we think about them, yeah. uh, but those who were, were hired soldiers. Right. And they had greater privileges than, um, than other types uh, of people in other areas. So the, the beauty of, of that, that phrasing that Paul gives, he says, look, you have this great thing, you know, being a citizenship and in, in, uh, being of citizenship in Philippi. We could say yeah. Americans. You know, Americans, you have a right. great thing. Right. Being being a citizen of, you know, a free nation, uh, we're able to f- worship Christ freely. So many people are able to start businesses, support their families. There's a lot of things we could be thankful for. Um, and he says, yet our citizenship is in heaven. Yeah. And from it, we await a savior, the Lord Jesus, who will, and this is forward looking, mm. transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body. Right. You know, so I can joke about it and say like, you know, one day that bald spot's going to be gone and we'll have those beach bodies again or however it is. Um, but, but the encouragement is he's going to do it by the power that enables him to subject all things to himself. And if we do trust and believe that Christ is the creator as well, mm. he's not just the savior, he is the creator. All things were made by him, through him and for him. Right. This power 
that Christ has, has the power to transform. So that test day that you were talking about, that test day is not necessarily even our test. That's what's so great and so mind boggling for us. Cause you're talking about not living with regret, not living yeah. with the shame. Yeah. It's that that test day is just a reminder. He's already passed it. Yeah. He's already passed the test. And that test day really is. So did you, did you yield? Mm. Did, did you trust? Did you, did you let go? of you know the things that you thought were in your hands and that you could control and manipulate yeah. and all did you say it it is Christ and Christ alone and that's it uh, that's really what the test is the test is did you did you die yeah <laughs> did you die to yourself right and that really you know we see that in uh you know Romans 12 you know 1 and 2 and to be living sacrifices mm-hmm. so i think about that as as everything you're sharing you're sharing here um really good good things to think about to not be overly discouraged or filled with regret about the past to, to think about the eternal reality and, and to press on, to press yeah. forward and to fix yeah. your eyes. You, know, you talk right. about fixing your eyes. What's ahead? What lies ahead? Right. That's where I'm going to focus. Um, maybe the last question that I'll ask here, I know we're a little bit over time, but I think it's important with the young church. What, what's maybe one or two encouragements you would give to parents and, and to those who are training up young people? You know, as we're thinking about death with, you know, kids I, like me being parent of, you know, a couple of young ones, five-year-old, yeah. 10-year-old, we have to talk about death I and mean, what are some encouragements you give? Yeah. And I remember the, the earliest experiences I had with, you know, grandparents mm-hmm. dying and things of that nature. And I don't think I recall getting great explanations of those okay. things. Um, so it's something that we need to open those doors for conversation, mm-hmm. not too early. You got to be wise, uh, but to let little ones know that it is a reality and, and there is, once we once we come into this world, we're immortal. We will live forever. So we need to stress that that only Jesus saves, and we will continue to live on beyond the grave, and and to be able to talk about body and soul, even. Yeah, uh, I think kids can actually understand that concept. I, I actually believe they can they can process this idea that, okay, you look at your daughter and say, okay, you know, you, you know, Eden is not just your physical body, but mm-hmm. there's more to you. you know, and, and she'll go, yeah, I kind of know that. Yeah. Um, so explaining that in a simple way, you know, we're made from ash, we return to ash, mm-hmm. and but we live forever. Yeah. So let's let's pass the test in those forty-eight hours. Let's 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 make sure that we're living a life that is worthy of of eternity with Christ. Yeah. So it's you, good. Just being wise with the little ones. Um, I don't know what you've done so far, but but. Uh, and I, looking back, I'm not sure my kids are too old now to remember. I don't remember how I did it. <laughs> we can't quiz them on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you need to open those doors simply, uh, you know, as wisdom dictates. Yeah, those those are good encouragements. You know, even to that end, this past week, we had an instance where we needed to talk about it mm. with our kids. And so exactly what you're mentioning, you know, we talked about, so what happens when we die? Because everyone yeah. dies and what happens? And it was actually a really sweet moment where we got to help inform. You know, earlier we were talking a couple episodes ago about asking good questions so that we can share with others. Yeah. You know, the right answer is from God's word. Yeah. And in asking Eden what happens next, initially she was thinking that we don't get a body again. Mm. And so what I just read though out of Philippians 3 is mm. it, that's giving a different story than what she was initially yeah. thinking. Yeah. Um, and yet we, you know, we've talked about it here and there about glorification and what that looks like. Yeah. But in the moment she's like, well, you know, when you die, you just, if you're a believer, you go be with Jesus and then that's it. Your body's gone. Yeah. I'm like, well, actually yeah. 
there is an eternal body for technically for both. I mean, if we're going to get really nerdy on, on what eschatology teaches, yeah. there is a resurrection of the dead uh, of the unsaved mm-hmm. as well. Absolutely. Uh, and so there is a corporeal, a, a bodily form, an eternal form for everyone. I, I don't know exactly what that looks like for the unbeliever because that, that requires a little bit more both mystery and nuance uh, to talk about. Another episode. <laughs> Another episode. But at least for the believer, that's yeah. more of a simple answer of glorification, yeah. what we just read here, transforming our lowly body to be right. like his glorious right. body, a body without sin. And we look forward to that. So yeah, I mean, exactly what you're saying, being able to to pick your times, you know, mm-hmm. you don't talk about it every day, yeah. but it is a beautiful opportunity too. And we talk about death, death and life go hand in hand. They so do. having the conversation about death actually encourages us to have good conversation about what life is about right? and and not losing sight of the test, not losing sight of the 48 hours and not yeah. losing sight of what's at the end and Priorities. what are we looking towards. Yeah. Yeah. It helps us to prioritize. That's right. really good. Right. That's great. Well, friends, um, you know, I, I really pray that you're not fearing death, uh, especially if your hope is in Christ, you should not fear death. We should live in light of eternity. That should be our goal. But Jeff, grateful to have another good discussion good on stuff. these things here yeah. today. And we pray this conversation has helped you to renew your minds and reform your hearts. We'll see you next time on The Thinking Dream.